Sweet. All right, all right. We are here on the Slackline NHL edition. Uh, once again, it is the boss. The boss is coming. That's a made-up dumb fairy tale name, you. Co-host Scooby. And Lambo, the roommate. <laughs> Here again with you guys for the Slacklines <laughs> Hockey NHL Edition. Uh, sponsored uh, this week by Oilers Brand Salt. If you are dealing with overhyped Oilers Panic Syndrome or oops, uh, try Oilers Brand Salt. 30% more expensive, 30% less taste distilled from the organic tears of free-range oil fans. Uh, Oilers Brand Salt is our sponsor this evening. The beer is cold, the pizza's here, the wings are hot, and the boys are jamming their NHL 18 game. Uh, 1-1 Edmonton and LA Kings. Uh, Scooby, who are you playing as this evening? The L.A. Kings. L.A. Kings. That would make Lambo the wretched Oilers. I uh, I'm no. I'm I'm McDavid. Just McDavid. <laughs> I'm not the Oilers. Not the Oilers. I'm all, sol- solely playing as yeah. McDavid. No name is la- is, McDavid. is Lambo the roommate. Uh, yeah. So we are here to discuss uh, NHL. We had our uh, our season preview episode uh, just as the season began. Uh, we're about 20 games in now. Usually they say uh, Thanksgiving is the uh, the mark for, for the playoffs, uh, for teams to make the playoffs. And so uh, if you're usually out of it by now, it's hard to it's hard to dig your way back out of the hole. Uh, yeah. So we're going to take a look at that. We're going to discuss uh, maybe a few things that we, uh, we talked about last week on the episode. Uh, we had some bold predictions that are turning out a little true right now. Lambo, you... Uh, Lambo had uh, the bold prediction that the Vancouver Canucks would be in the playoffs. Uh, they're not quite, but they are just on the outside uh, looking in, so they are in the mix. Kind of surprising. Most people expected the Canucks to have uh, not a fantastic season, uh, but uh, some of the young guns playing well. Their goalie. And uh, their uh, goalie, yeah. I think they've been uh, kind of mixing it up between Markstrom and uh, and Miller, no? Or is Miller... No, Ma- Markstrom's actually been in that the majority of the, of the oh time. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah, okay. He's, he's actually been... He's solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah he's he's, uh, he's had a, a bit of a long road to, to being a starter. Uh, a lot of people kind of expected stuff from him pretty early on, I think, and... Uh, and he didn't exactly live up to that type of hype, but uh, as as most goalies go, takes a long time for them to get their wheels going. Yeah, it's hard um, job. Yeah, yeah. Job. Other uh, other bold predictions from our last segment. Uh, myself, I uh, I predicted uh, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau to be in the top three scoring, and was laughed at uh, by both of you guys. And he <laughs> currently stands uh, top three, third place behind Steven Stamkos and. Nikita Kucherov of the absolutely on a tear uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightnings, yes. Yeah, they are. They are on an unbelievable run right now to start their season, uh, led by those two fantastic players. Uh, and as I said, not far behind them, Mr. Johnny Gaudreau leading the Calgary Flames, uh, and uh, in on the most points for any uh, any player in the league right now, Johnny Gaudreau for his team, something like forty nine percent of the points. Uh, 
That's insane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's leading the team by a pretty good margin in points. And uh, as a Flames fan, I'm not going to hide it. Uh, Are you concerned? Yeah, I'm really happy about it. What do you mean concerned? Well, let's say the guy gets injured. It's 49% of your points. Huh, yeah, it's I mean, a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> I mean, not not no, not to look at the bad part. Like, I'm, and I don't think so. But well, I mean, that was why would I worry about that more than anybody else should worry yeah. about their star player getting hurt? Well, I mean, it's just it's well, I mean, like the star player getting hurt is one thing, but if your star player has, like you said, forty nine percent of your points, he doesn't have forty nine percent of the points. He's in on forty nine percent of the goals, yes. which oh, means okay. he has okay. a point. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah he yeah. has an, a point. He has a yeah. point on forty nine percent of the goals. Point taken. Point taken. Yeah, but uh, I mean, obviously, it would be a big blow if if Johnny Gaudreau got hurt. But no different than it'd be a big blow, yeah. big blow if Stamkos got hurt or anything. But we. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, as we were saying, they're they're on a tear, and uh, and Scooby, uh, you had to take the uh, thinking they were on a tear, kind of because they're they're the true team. Finally, usually they have uh, they've Tom had a yeah some high high talent players out for long periods of time over the last couple of years, and uh, just now kind of getting their full team uh, a good look at them, and and I mean they weren't. They weren't uh, chumps during those years either. I mean, those are those are Eastern Conference Finals teams, you know, uh, high round playoff teams. Uh, so uh, yeah, they're dangerous, dangerous squad there on the the South East Coast there, Tampa. Uh, yeah. So what are we talking about today? Uh, Lambo and Scoob are playing their uh, their NHL 18 tournament games here. They'll be playing throughout the cast. And I will be commenting on what none of you can see, which is their games. <laughs> uh, I'm watching the Calgary-Columbus Blue Jackets game right now. There's two minutes and 41 seconds left in the third period, and it is 0-0. Um, I haven't been able to watch much of the game because we've been dealing with this, but uh, they uh, I don't know if this game's been boring or exciting. Usually 0-0 is, is not exciting. a good sign for that. But, uh, it's been exciting. Yeah, I've 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 definitely seen some zero zero games that have been good and Spiders. I've seen some good chances here, so maybe it's just it's been intense. a good goaltending duel. Yeah. Uh you guys sides. got the Canucks and Penguins up. Penguins uh it should be it's in the, about ten minutes left in the third there, or what's going on? Uh yeah, about that. Uh we're actually just going to intermission nine minutes into nine minutes left. Oh, okay. Two. Okay. Four. Um yeah, a minute two minutes left in this Flames game. Um they're on a bit of a tear, uh, as we said, thanks to uh, Mr. Johnny Hockey. Also, props to uh, to Mike Smith, somebody that uh, even myself, I wasn't exactly high on his acquisition when we got him. Um, I was kind of like, ooh, I don't really want Smith. But he's been playing on, on not-so-great teams throughout most of his career, especially over the last little while with, uh, with the Phoenix Coyotes. Phoenix, uh, Arizona Coyotes, I should say, sorry. And uh, you know he comes to a team with some with uh, some decent talent and a decent roster, and uh, and he's backstopping them, looking like an elite goalie. So uh, good for him at I think 35 years of age, a bit of a resurgence. What do you think about that, Lambo? Well, I think he's he's like he he's been a good goalie. He's been I think he's been reliable his entire career. Um, he kind of did drop off into the shadows a bit though, just before rejoining with, or not rejoining, but joining with the Calgary Flames. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't remember the last time I really. really well, it wasn't so much him; it was the Coyotes, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I he kind of dragged them kicking and screaming to yeah. the 
uh, Western Conference Finals. I think it was like 2012 or something like that. And yeah, they had a decent team for a couple of years, basically on his back um, with some, you know, decent coaching and a few, uh, you know, good two way forwards and stuff like that. But yeah. a youth movement in the last while in Phoenix. Plus, uh, they I don't know if you guys know this, but they have a super young GM who's like 28 years old. What? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. And he uh, is purely like a, a, uh, an advanced stats guy. Okay. And so it's kind of sweet justice for people who trust the eye test a bit more than the stats test. Not that the stats are useless, just that, I mean, the stats tell what happened and people are trying yeah. to use them as predictive things, which, you know, can be hit or miss in something like a sport uh where you know things like injuries happen you know it's a mental game so people you know there's a lot of factors that you can't really track with with stats right it's not a a one event thing like baseball is or like football is where you have one play at a time um so yeah uh they have this this really young gm who i mean bless him like man good for him for getting to that point and you know obviously showing that he you know had something interesting to do but he's trying to to purely moneyball it, I think. You know, I don't yeah. think there's a problem with with seeking out players that have, you know, uh, that are good for the money kind of thing. You know, those million dollar players that are going to get you like thirty points for whatever reason, thirty forty points. Uh, I think they're important to find. You know, uh, we had Chris, yeah, we had Christopher Stieg last year who was like seven hundred k or something like that, and he Came was through. like. Yeah, you came through big, and you need players like that that just are playing above expectations. And they're so uh, the whole math, the whole advanced stats thing is about trying to find these people who are going to play above expectations, you know, and above their pay grade. Um, but I think those things are a lot more uh, built on like team chemistry and you know, not luck, but just like just timing, you know, timing for a player. Uh, that you know, as a team, you kind of catch lightning in a bottle, and it, it's a it's a very difficult thing to to predict and to to you know, if everybody knew something about this player, then he would have been a highly touted player in the first place. You know that type of thing. Being able to predict, like just using stats, might not be the best way to go about everything, but. Would you say, because I don't know how the Vegas Golden Knights are doing so well this year, besides building a team off of what they saw in stats from from people all around the world because they didn't have any team chemistry with either each other player. So I think it was, I don't know how they built the team, if they planned for this to happen, but... What I would, yeah, what I would say to that is... Uh, I think that there is a surplus of really good hockey talent and yeah. that uh, that they could have at least another team or two in the NHL and uh, still have decent parity throughout the league because there's just, you know, there's a lot of good hockey players. It's true. And I think that, yeah, I think the whole point of expansion, expansion and why they were comfortable going with it is they realize, like, man, there's these players playing – playing out their careers basically in the AHL and stuff like that, who are borderline NHL players or players that maybe never got their shot. And then they get kind of passed over, you know, in their, in their early twenties, mid twenties, late twenties. 
and end up, you know, just going to play in Europe or whatever. Uh, but if those players maybe got a shot a little bit later on in their careers, you know, in the, like once they're like 22, 23, when their first team had given up on them kind of thing, uh, you know, you get some you get some late bloomers. So would you invite the option of another expansion draft to in the near future in order oh, yeah. to to expand those oh, players? Yeah. yeah, I think you need to. Well, I think. What, first what things you, first, you need to have even teams. You need to have 32 teams in the league. Yeah. So I think expansion is inevitable somewhere uh, in the West. Yeah. I think it'll probably be to Houston or Seattle. I think both of those cities are going to get teams. Houston? Yeah. There's a buyer in Houston. I think most both of those cities are going to get teams. One of them is going to be a relocation. One of them is going to be an expansion. And Quebec's probably going to get a team too. Totally. But that'll I think Quebec will be a relocation and I think that uh I think that Toronto will get a second team too, but I think that'll be a relocation too. Eventually. I mean that stuff's probably twenty years down the line maybe, but um I think they'll settle at thirty two teams. What about you, Scoop? Yeah, I think they're gonna settle with thirty two teams. I mean they're not gonna go in much more than that, right? Already already there, thirty two is like a pretty marginable number. But like you said, I think there's totally going to be a relocation to to Quebec City. Man, they're ache. I'm telling you, they're aching for hockey there. Yeah, I think they're just kind of waiting for uh, for the dollar to bounce back a little bit if if that happens. I don't think it will. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that that Quebec is they're they're just. I mean, they know that Quebec is there, right? Uh, the other the other cities that kind of require better timing and that type of thing as far as I mean they're not traditional markets. Um, I think just like they they kind of always have the hammer of Quebec uh, as a possibility for for like quick relocation if it ever needs to be something yeah. like that. Um, speaking of that uh, relocation, uh, th- there's an issue in my hometown Calgary with the the Flames and and. Uh, you know, kind of vague threats to move if they don't get their way with the uh, with the building. Oh my God, the Flames just gave up a very terrible goal in so overtime. Yeah, uh, I know. TJ Brody, not a great play. He's had a pretty rough few games of giveaways and fucking gave the puck away right in front of the net in OT. Absolutely horrendous. Really? Yeah. Uh yeah, so um the Flames are are kind of making vague threats of relocation if they don't get the sweetheart Edmonton deal of their their uh, brand new arena which is just like you know it's just a robbery of taxpayer money to pay millionaires and billionaires for their for their stadium basically. Um you know the city came out with a pretty reasonable deal in my opinion and the the Flames have basically walked away from negotiations according to them. So um yeah what do you guys think about that because you know personally i don't think that that uh that there's any weight behind a team like calgary's threats to move it's a money-making team they have sellouts every night it's a good team Um, and the city is willing to work with them as far as building a stadium they're just not wanting to be bent over by it so uh i think that uh yeah lambo what do you think well, I I totally agree with like the fact that 
um, the, the the Flames management just kind of have to like grow up and accept the fact that they're not going to get all of this money just from the city just because they want a new stadium. The the, sta- the Saddle Dome is fine. It's getting old, yeah, and maybe maybe a bit under com- capacity. But like, I mean, if you want a new stadium for your team, then like you mentioned before, buy the land, build your stadium, do what you want with it. Don't just expect to have the city come out. And I think the the uh, city of Calgary is totally in the right for being like, no, we're not going to give you like all the funds you need to build a stadium from our taxpayers money. Yeah, not only that, all the funds that they need plus put it wherever the Flames want to put it, which is I think kind of one of the bigger money. issues yeah. like the 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 city has um has invested hundreds of millions of dollars in uh in refurbishing a part of downtown that they want to put the stadium in. And uh, and the Flames want to put it in a different spot on the other side of downtown. And uh, as you said, if you want to do that, then, yeah, buy the land at cost, clean it up however you need to do it, and put your fucking stadium there or in a different city if that's going to be cheaper for you and, and that's what you want to do. But uh, if you want to stay in Calgary and you want to work, you want to have the city pay for part of your stadium, then you have to work within the long-term plans of the city. Like, this isn't like just a product that you're buying off the shelf. Like you're putting a fucking building in a city of a million people, then asking them to uproot infrastructure and change infrastructure to, uh, to coincide with, with the new stadium and stuff like that, which, you know, are things that I, I really think are, are great and things that should be done in the city of Calgary, but like, uh, not at paying for two thirds of the stadium and uh and stupid things like that especially during a recession in that province so um yeah other other threats of relocation um one is the islanders which kind of makes me sad they're having issues there they want uh brooklyn is kicking them out of their their place as a tenant because uh uh they can make more money off of concerts and other things like that so uh they might not have a home next year or i think it might be the year after and, um, you know, I don't shed a lot of tears seeing things like Phoenix or or Atlanta or like Florida and stuff like that move. But uh, a storied franchise like like the Islanders with, uh, you know, uh, four or five Stanley Cups in a row and a lot of great players and teams that went through there. It You don't want to see that. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I would agree just because... The Islanders are iconic in their own way, and they're a part of the city just as much as New York is. I was going to say, and that's, that's probably why, the fact that they have two teams there. Yeah, I mean... They just have both care for Islanders the two ha- teams that they have. I, Islanders have never been, like... Well, actually, that's a, that's a lie, because they did go on a ridiculous Stanley Cup winning streak. But Yeah, but Islanders even then, I think it was a pretty cult following for the team. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Is like The fan base for them hasn't been, like massive it hasn't been like this area is like it hasn't been might historic. not even be the city of new york that are fa- mainly fans of the islanders it's just like you said a cult-based group of people that love the islanders for who they are it, yeah I yeah guess. well i mean it they're, they're called the islanders because they're on long island which is like it's different from manhattan right and Bur- brooklyn is like on the very tip of it 
uh, on the Manhattan side of it. So like New, it's kind of like New York Rangers are like the Manhattan team, yeah. and New York Islanders are like the suburbs of New York team, sort of. Uh, but yeah, they do have a cult following, kind of like the Mets versus the Yankees. Uh, the people that do like the the Islanders really like them and and support them. Yeah. Uh, but their old stadium was sh- like real shit. Like they'd had it since like since they were there since the seventies or whatever. And uh, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason, Brooklyn Place was, or I think it's called Brooklyn Place, Barclays Center, Barclays Center in Brooklyn, um, just wasn't built for hockey uh, from the get go. Not sure why they did that. I mean, I understand it's not top billing, but uh, you think they just design it with it in mind, you know to be able to adapt to it anyways but yeah. uh yeah so uh what about you guys got some fr- some surprises to start the season that you want to talk about uh there's been there's been some things that have happened we mentioned Vancouver anything else uh I'd have to say you know kicking you guys a little bit the like blues yeah. talk about the blues a little bit there top, scoob top line for the blues Jaden Jaden Schwartz Braden Shen and um Tarasenko pretty much killing it they're the fourth, fifth, and sixth players on uh, on the points list, and I don't know. For me, that's pretty impressive to have your whole line right up there in your points. Yeah, that definitely helps out a team. Yeah, I guess totally. <laughs> having your I mean, like points points combined, line. they have eighty six points combined. Really? Well, is that yeah, what is that what we're looking at here? Yeah, Jaden Schwartz thirty, Braden Shedden thirty, Terry Sinkle twenty six. So. 86 points combined. That's pretty ridiculous. Ooh. Oh, brutal, <sighs> man. man. Five, 5 2. two man. Fuck. Yeah, it's actually 5 2 for Washington right now. Shiss. Shiss, boys. Shiss. 5 2 Washington? No, 5 2 Vancouver over Pittsburgh. Yeah. Oh. It's also 5 2 uh, Washington Sens. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Vancouver's given the. Mm, the Stanley Cup champs are room yep. for their money there. Uh, I might actually just go to a game this year, maybe. Yeah, we are we are three guys living in Vancouver, just just inside Vancouver, Burnaby's across the street, but we are none of us Vancouver fans. No. Um, in fact, probably nope. Vancouver haters more than anything. Yeah. Hey, I love the Vancouver Millionaires. Dude, you know, like back like a hundred years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but man, their uniforms, their outfits were the coolest. The big V, the nice burgundy, the They're nice... They're okay in a vintage oh, sense. Yeah, in a vintage sense. Those I like the colors of them. The millionaires The are burgundy sick. and kind of like the cream but white. But the Canucks suck. They can just yeah, the not, Canucks can not be around. Fuck it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, what else we got? We can talk about a little about the refing, the rules. We Scooby brought up last week. Uh, not last week. Last time in our, in our NHL preview. Uh, his thoughts on some of the new rule changes that were coming in. Uh, how do you think they've affected the start of the season there, Scoop? Honestly, I think the one major one that took effect was the, um, holy shit, this guy ran over Pittsburgh goalie. Sorry about that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so, uh, the one where when you ice, when the home team ices the puck, you can't, uh, you can't call a, uh, a timeout following the play. And, uh, about a week ago, I I was watching a game, I don't remember between who, but... It was entering, like, the third period with about a minute left. And, uh, yeah, the team ices the puck. Players are tired, obviously. And uh, play goes right back into the zone, and they actually get a goal off of it. So, I mean, like, that minor difference that a team can't call a timeout just because they ice the puck, 
and now you're you're taking effect to that, which I find honestly is good. I I hated the fact that like often I think you could just call a timeout just to give your players a rest. I hate that. It's, yeah. You know what? It's like you wanna pl- you wanna change your players, man. Don't don't dump the puck and call the timeout or try to change them. Like legit, just change them. That's how it is. Yeah, I think they're working on taking in a few things like that. Uh, things that are just like they're not they're pe- they're uh for some reason you're not penalizing a team uh that in causes an infraction like an icing you know yeah. like you said like if you're icing the puck you shouldn't be able to getting to do any it. yeah any yeah. side of any sort of advantage from that um they're also talking about i think they've brought it in at minor hockey levels now uh oh shit what was it the icing Dude, and then I have a fun fact for you. I oh just yeah, the icing with the with the power play, right? Yeah, yeah. They brought in at the the minor hockey levels, uh, not being able to ice on the PK, which uh, has like uh, for as long as I have played hockey, has been a rule that you've been allowed to ice the puck on the PK. But there's always been kind of a vocal minority of people. I shouldn't say that. It kind of an undercurrent of mostly everybody is kind of like why. Why are you allowed to ice the puck in this scenario? Like you're on the penalty kill, why do you all of a sudden get an advantage well, I don't to be able to ice the puck? I think it's a disadvantage, but your advantage is to be able to to ice the. But puck why are you? So down. why are you giving the team? Yeah, the advantage. Another yeah, like you're, you're right. giving the team that I you penalized that. a way to get out of the penalty that the other team doesn't necessarily have. Like it doesn't really make. Uh, m- like my point is that. It seems like they're trying to get rid of these sorts of things where people are kind of using them as little cheats, you know, uh, whereas, I mean, this isn't really a little cheat. It's in the rules, right? Uh, but it, it, when you think about it, it's kind of a weird rule that you would change the game for the penalty-killed team uh, to give them an easier way to kill the penalty. Like, it just seems strange. I guess you're right. No, but also, um, I was going to mention before, actually, I just saw this fact. Yeah. Uh, the plus-minus leaders, this is insane. It's the top line of the Blues. Yeah. That's crazy. And Not only that, they're killing it. Plus 19, yeah. plus 19, plus, plus 18. 18. And then the other ones are like pl- like two behind, four behind, yeah. six behind. Like, shit, man. Yeah. That's yeah. I have to say, though, honestly, like I've seen this name, Adrian Kemp. He's new for the, the Kings, man, and apparently he's just been killing it. Dude, you mind checking actually for the points where this guy's at? Yeah, I'll check out Adrian Kemp. Yeah, this guy's apparently he's been. Oh, it looks like so he's Moto, so he's Swedish. Played in the Swedish Elite League, Swedish Hockey four League. Oh, kind H- of underwhelming points. What is? What, he's a left wing. Seventeen, eleven points. Drafted. Two thousand fourteen in the first round out of Sweden. Seventeen points in fifty games, not outstanding. Swedish stats. He's got pretty, but and even his Ontario, his uh, his AHL stats not great, but definitely having a good start to this season. Thirteen, thirteen points in twenty games. Yeah, it looks like he split the season between the AHL and NHL last season. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Few, so three years after his draft year, making an impact, good for him. That's pretty good. Uh, 
pretty good uh, timeline for for a young forward. And the game's back up for uh, for Lambo versus Scooby. versus Scooby here. Uh, Scooby playing as the the dreaded Kings and Lambo as the lowly Oilers. McDavid. Uh, the McDavid. So he's just McDavid solely playing as McDavid and only passing to McDavid. And they score. <laughs> the spoilers. The Coilers. Put it in. Team McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you you remember that first episode when that insane guy called and he was talking about how every team just needs a McDavid. <laughs> you can't win a cup without a McDavid. And Dude, that wasn't an insane guy. That was uh, Edmonton sports journalist yeah. Mark Spector. Mark Spector, um, right. Well, I mean, the more the season goes on, the more I'm disagreeing with the guy you know at the beginning of the season he had some pretty solid points about needing a mcdavid and uh you know it's interesting where the team's at (laughs) it's interesting you bring that up lambo because it's one of the things i wanted to talk about today uh was media overhype because i had to i had to laugh um you know uh a a few weeks into the season when the oilers weren't starting so good and i saw that that tsn had uh, made a little joke segment on the o- for an Oilers helpline for, for yeah. Oilers fans yeah, to call that, that have suffered uh, PTSD and yeah. and that type of thing, and it made me laugh because I remember going back to uh, to the summertime and it was all those people that were telling all of the fans of Edmonton how great their fucking team was going to be, and a lot of other people are like, wait. Just because they have McDavid doesn't mean that this team is like necessarily really going to be good. They have a lot of holes in places, and it was just like, nope, nope, we have the best player, best player. And uh, there's a lot of turn coding happening right now. And look at how they're doing. I saw Sportsnet post a, a, a little picture on their Twitter page uh, just the other day or yesterday. What emoji best describes the Oilers' season so far? Sad face, crying face, hmm face, <laughs> scared face, barp face, or shit emoji. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, it's funny until I go back and I read uh, Mr. Spector, who is a, an employee of Sportsnet's uh, hockey NHL preview trophies, and uh, Stanley Cup winner, Mark Spector, Edmonton Oilers. West champion, Edmonton Oilers. Team likely to disappoint, Calgary Flames. Canadian team with highest point totals, Edmonton Oilers. Hart Trophy winner, Connor McDavid. Art Ross winner, Connor McDavid. <laughs> Vesna winner, Cam Talbot. Jack Adams winner, Todd McClellan. And they wonder why people are overhyped about their fucking team. Like, their media is just constantly pushing how great their their team is and uh and then they're surprised when a team built of two forwards uh go- and a goaltender can't do anything. I don't even think you can say two forwards, man. Man, the only reason man, take away McDavid Drysaddle is 
absolute nothing. Yeah, I haven't seen m- like much from Dry Saddles <laughs> that made me think he's worth eight point five million dollars. Yeah, I'm saying, dude, take away McDavid though, and that's what I'm saying. I swear, let this guy get hurt and see what Dry Saddle does. That's well, I mean, that's the same argument. Like, I mean, oh no, no, but he was the type of guy that like came up on the come up, and like McDavid was trying to look for some like line mates and stuff, and they threw this guy in there, and like he just started actually. Killing he's still him. young. I mean, he could still turn around. That's the thing, though, is like these guys are like twenty. 19, 21, and again, again, the Oilers are just, like, throwing just, like, a bunch of money. well, a bunch of money and a bunch of expectations on young people to do things that, look at how that happened, they can't, well, it's the same thing over and over again, and, like, there's just no hubris involved in it at all, people, and they're, now they're back to talking about who the fucking first overall pick is again, and it drives me bananas, like, Man, if the Oilers end up with another first overall pick, it should just be fucking vetoed. Bar- Gary Batman should just, like, swallow the ping pong ball and, like, throw the fucking pedestal out of the way and go ape shit running off into the stadium screaming about how the Ooh, Oilers McDavid will never scores in overtime. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but he just, did <laughs> just as we're talking, in the virtual world, <laughs> the, the Oilers are world. successful because. Uh, well, uh, they beat the Kings three two. Uh, yeah, gross. expectations leak into EA Sports video games, yeah. but uh, yeah, McDavid, McDavid busting down the wing, busting down roof daddy. Scores overtime. Quick, OT winner. Yeah, and you know what? It's not just the Oilers. I find that to be a problem, kind of overall. Um, it's an issue. I think uh, the media overhype is an issue. I think with the World Juniors. I think it's an issue. Uh, it's just an issue born out of uh, you know twenty four hour sports channels that need something to talk about, so they just fucking they gotta talk about something. And, and that's what the, the only are, thing yeah. that's interesting, I guess, is Connor McDavid. That that's the, that's the other thing that bugs me about it too. Is like there are so many great players and great stories across the league like they're only focusing yeah las vegas you know uh is a really great story there are a lot of good u.s players that like they just don't get the type of clout and here we are talking about you know the guy that's playing on the 29th place team and still thinking like he should be considered for the fucking heart trophy or whatever a quarter of the way through the season like no like It shouldn't be built on reputation like that. And, like, this whole fucking team is built on reputation. Like, it's just hilarious thing after hilarious thing. Okay, so, again, back to the media hype. This is a October 5th. So, like, one day into the season. The front page of, uh, of TSN. These are the top six stories. Does McDavid think he's faster this year? Is McDavid the fastest player in NHL history with the puck? McDavid is actually trying to slow down around the net. (laughs) Yager. McDavid is just too good, man. Could Turris become trade bait? How does McDavid generate so much speed? These are the headlines? Those are the top five stories, headlines, uh, from TSN on October 5th going into the NHL season. Like, what (laughs) is... What do you expect? Like calling TSN for uh for overhyped Oilers syndrome is like calling your crack dealer to complain about your drug addiction. Like it <laughs> just makes no fucking sense at all. Uh 
Yeah, so that's kind of my take on the whole media thing. What What do you guys think about kind of the overhyped media? Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree, though. Honestly, if your headlines, five out of six of the headlines are all about one player and, like, how the hell he's going to be bringing up your team and bringing them to the playoffs and supposedly bringing you to the cup, like, you're not going to base that off this one guy. And to be quite frank, honestly, like, I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I mean, it we're we're only twenty games in, and whatever the where wherever place you're in, like there's, man, you could be Buffalo Sabers right now and still get back into the playoff run. Not saying it's gonna happen, but it could. I mean, yeah. like you're not you, you're not gonna really look at Arizona and think that they're gonna come back from what they've gone through. But, I mean, we're only twenty games in, and to be quite frank, like I think, I think a lot of the teams are gonna fluctuate. It's hard to make up ground though, Lambo. What do you think? Man, I had a really good thought just now, and you <laughs> lost it. <laughs> but but I lost it, so I'm gonna take a couple moments to try and. Uh, we were talking about overhype of the media. Yes. Okay. So, as a Pittsburgh fan from the start, uh, my very first jersey when I was three was a Mario Lemieux jersey, and it was a duct tape thing on a Team Canada jersey. It was awesome. Anyway, so since then, I've enjoyed the Pittsburgh Penguins, and since then, Crosby's been drafted, and since then, I've heard bandwagon jumper. I've heard everything. <laughs> so the media hype, I think, goes much for Crosby just as much as it does for McDavid in his current situation. Yeah, definitely used to, for sure. Yeah, Crosby was yeah. definitely all over the media when he was growing up. They said he was going to be the best player in the league. And you know what? He, he is. is the best player in the league. So I understand if he gets a little bit of media hype from now and then because he is the best player in the league and debatably one of the best players of all time. McDavid, I, yeah. in the other case, has been in the show for three, three years. Three years, is it now? There's so much. There's like It's been three years of media hype yeah. of McDavid, and... As a Pittsburgh fan, I was kind of blinded by media hype because I was always watching Crosby on the TV, so I didn't really right. get it. But three years of media hype on this guy, and it's just like... And it's <sighs> still going on. Yeah. Still going on, just like... Well, I've never been of the opinion that you can win off of one, well, player. Off of one player. You can't. Like, even Gretzky well, couldn't do that, that man. You can't. Like, even Gretzky couldn't do that. And he was no. surrounded by really I great players at other teams. And even he couldn't do it with fucking, like, Brett Hall on his wing. He couldn't yeah. do it with fucking you needed Luke Robitaille. You need goaltenders. You need, you need everything top to bottom, and you need fucking luck. Yeah. You know what you need more and than anything, though? He, this guy was surrounded by goons. You take away yeah. the goons from this guy, I swear he wouldn't have had as many points. Well, yeah, that's true. Game. I mean, it was, it was I a totally can't. different game, so I don't really want to like speak to that no, too much. But yeah, no, for sure. But it's I mean, the guy the, has a yeah. thousand points more than the next, for the re- than for the, the second place player. Like that is fucking ridiculous. The that's, there's no accident around that. No, but in the in like the two teams that he had like killed for the Stanley Cup, which was Oilers and Kings, he had requested to be traded with one of his like. Side by side. It's goals. true, yeah. It's true. So, I mean, like, that says a lot about a player that you need to be traded. But those guys else. could play, too. Yeah, they could play. But, I mean, put put yourself in a skater's spot. Like, you're not going to go yeah. hit the best player of all time knowing you're going to have oh, to take yeah. a punch in the face from this guy um, that I also can put the puck in the net. Oh, I, I oh for sure. I, my dad played two Stanley Cup finals against the Oilers and, and, and Gretzky. And he said, uh, well, one of the things he said was, 
people would always say, why don't you just hit him? And A, you couldn't hit him. Like, you couldn't. Like, it was... Physically It was very difficult to hit him. Uh, It seems like it shouldn't be because he wasn't exactly fast. He wasn't exactly, like, huge or anything like that. But you couldn't touch him. And if you did, you had, yeah, Dave Semenko or Glenn Anderson coming to fucking chop your head off. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the game has changed dramatically that way for sure. But, I mean... One of the issues I find is as soon as Crosby came in, the thing is, is like Crosby came in and he was different than like any other player that we'd seen in a long time since Lemieux probably. He was an all around player, which is why the media had put so much. Yeah. Since since Lemieux and Yager, like it was just like a player that was was like as soon as he, he touched the ice. Well, he wasn't in a three zone player, but he was like a hundred point player right out of the gate, like which was like. It was unheard of for an 18-year-old to come in and do that. And then since he did that, and it was kind of at the same time of the birth of stuff like Twitter and things like that. (laughs) Well, no, just like like how people communicate now. And so it it like cycled, I think, into this this wheel of, well, every year the top draft pick should have like a big impact on their team. Yeah. And... That's where it's just not the case. And Yakupov. so every year we heard about it, Yakupov, Hall, Nugent Hopkins, like year after year, every kid was the next one. And Nugent Hopkins was Gretzky and Hall was a uh, fucking uh, Messier. And like they just look, would apply these labels to their players and then be like dumbfounded when it wouldn't work out that they had a first line made of all teenagers. Like, well... That's what you're going to well, get. What do you what do you think year. is going to happen? That's what you're drafting at the end of the year. Yeah. You're not drafting a 20-year-old. You're not drafting a 30-year-old. You're drafting a team that's coming out of like the queue and stuff like that. Yeah. High and like school, dude. yeah, and do, yeah, <laughs> like think of, of your like school. I don't understand this behind like some of these Buddy like mostly fans like last year. Yeah. <laughs> think of yourself at 18. Yeah. And like think about how much of a fucking idiot you were. Oh yeah. We were all idiots at 18. Oh yeah. Like I mean that was like three years ago from yeah four no, years yeah ago. you <laughs> had no you have no discipline you know like and like these guys are NHL hockey players so they obviously are like way above the normal our, person, yeah, yeah the normal capacity for yeah. stuff like discipline and things but they're still kids they are and that's where I think Kachuk comes in like a totally yeah. different attitude into he's the game he's a different he thing plays as a kid he he's plays a different as a thing. junior player yeah that's plays true. as if he's still in juniors as if he's still a kid which is not a problem. It's something that He's older players like Doughty, yeah. for instance, who had such a huge thing for yeah. Kachuk because Doughty's been in the show for this long yeah. and this isn't how you play the game. And yeah, it you bugs him. You don't play the game with your mouth guard hanging out of your face. You don't play the game pushing everybody after a whistle. But it's funny because, yeah, he, he came running in just like, I'm gonna, I don't <laughs> care if you're fucking Yarmer Yager or Drew Doughty or Joe Blow, an yeah. AHL player. Like, I'm gonna be in your face. I'm gonna be all over you. Yeah. I will give you an elbow to the face because I do not care yeah. who you are. It's so funny, man. <laughs> like, man, I'm so, so happy that we ended up oh, with him yeah. as a Flames fan. Like, watching it from the get go, just like, this kid. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, being it. like I would hate to play against him. I would hate it if he was any other on any yeah. other team. But man, like just watching him like 
accidentally on purpose fall on top of players and just kind of oh, walk yeah. away with like yeah. the what why <laughs> I didn't do yeah. anything. Be- be- I do. Being a fan of an East Coast team and having no like rivalry between the Flames and Pittsburgh, it's awesome yeah. seeing a guy like that over there just like making. It, it's almost as if it's a satire to him. Oh, totally. Almost as I if the so, game yeah, is he, a satire. It's like to he's him. playing. Yeah, it's like he's an actor in this like <laughs> yes. thing. And I think he actually like takes it kind of like that. Like he knows it's like all about kind of getting into the other team's head, right? And playing this type of like idiot role, yeah. you know? And uh man, it's funny too watching him in uh in post-game interviews and stuff. He's always got like the towel <laughs> wrapped around his shoulders and stuff, but he's just like a grease ball. It's <laughs> hilarious. He's and he's just he's right out from, he's right out of like 1985. Oh yeah. As a hockey player. Oh, man. Uh yeah, I love Kachuk. He's good to Actually, watch. one of the things I wanted to ask you guys, if you could redo one like if you were the GM of any team, and could redo one one thing uh, from last season. From fr- last season. from any time between, uh, like the start of last season and the start of this season. What would you have done differently? Uh, f- yeah, for any GM of any team. For trade wise, or anything like anything? if you if you wish you'd picked a different player, if you'd wish you'd traded for a different player, not made a trade, uh, whatever. Th- just just think about it for a second. And uh, yeah, give me your which one do we regret? Yeah, one one thing you would change. Like uh, I would do that. I wouldn't do this again. Johansson to uh, to Devils. Yeah. Yeah. Biggest regret. Uh, what was that trade again? I think it was like for like a couple picks and like a couple players. So I mean, I don't regret it too too hard. But like, man, that's a great player, man. That's a great player. Uh oh yeah adds, and adds a he lot was of from where from the Blue Jackets no for uh, Washington from Washington yeah that's right that's right it's a tough loss for us for sure mm. yeah and that'd be honestly, a good one. like look at our team right now like we're not doing so great like we're we're like barely a 500 team we're 11 10 and something well 12 10 and something because we won tonight but it's definitely not the start I'm looking for after a season where the team's lost 19 times in the regular in the regular. Uh, the regular season, no. Regulation, there you oh, go. Okay. Have lost 19 times in the regulation, and having played 20 games and already having 10 losses. What about you, Lambo? But oh, 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 good thing that's an empty bean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 almost spilled it all the yeah, electronic equipment. Yeah, almost that all <laughs> over your the brand, brand new laptop. laptop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Things you would do differently there, Lambo. Things I would do differently. I would come out with a better name for the Golden Knights. No, I'm just kidding. Could you imagine? No, but to be honest, though, when the Golden Knights name came out, I wasn't too happy about it. I was like, wow, that's that's like some shit I would make up for a group in grade seven. Yeah. (laughs) No, like... Make a name up for a group of people in grade seven. Yeah, I would yeah. be like a split golden knight. Split the class into five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because gold is awesome and knights are even more cool than gold. <laughs> so I don't know. That's what I would call this group of people. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I. Th- that's what I honestly what I thought about the golden knights name when it first came out. Now that they're in the swing of things, they have a uniform that suits them. It's true. Actually, one thing I would change about. That team about last yeah one thing I changed about the Golden Knights, okay, is their showmanship, and 
because like oh they had that that starting ceremony that was just yeah, embarrassingly bad. I showed you that. I don't know if it's a regular thing, but yeah. like so at the beginning of this game, I don't know who they're playing. I think it was just for their home opener. I really hope so because I saw this video of the opening of their game and there's like this rock in the middle of the ice and there's a sword in the middle of the rock. And I think it was oh, it was yeah. the it was the other team's mascot that came up to try and pull it out of the out of the rock. They failed. So then a golden knight skates onto the ice, grabs this sword out of said rock in the middle of the ice, and pulls it out and slays the other mascot. I was like, man, That's so the one thing I want for the Vegas Golden Knights is not to turn into a Vegas strip show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm hoping they don't turn into. And when I saw that, I was like, it's happening. Fucking it's happening. Tampa Bay gets another point, man. Fuck, man. Tampa man, Bay just... Uh, Tampa Bay's going in overtime. Yeah, big thing. So they're going to be... Getting another point at least. Yeah, getting at least another point. They're doing... Nah, they're an Eastern Conference team. I don't care. Eastern Conference uh, is faster and better. This, this might Western. be a little controversial amongst Flames folk, but I would say that I might... I wouldn't say this definitely, but I would reconsider maybe the Hamannick move. Are you serious? Yeah, I do like Hamannick. I love Hamannick, dude. But he hasn't been fantastic. I like him, dude. And honestly, the best that Brody has played has been when Hamannick was out injured and they moved Stone up. And they have some defensive depth within their organization that I think didn't... I mean, like... It's nice to have him there. I just don't. I would have maybe kept the assets to use for something else because they do have have decent depth at that position right now. Uh, so I, yeah. This guy could go within a couple of seconds. It's true. He's got a good contract and stuff. But I mean, yeah, I don't want to harp on him too much. But him and Brody haven't had a, a good start. Like th- what you saw there with that giveaway from Brody was like pretty embla- emblematic of what's been going on with him this season. Which is strange because he's leading the Flames defense in goals or in points, uh, or at least he was a few games ago. But uh, yeah, he hasn't looked fantastic uh, to the eye test, anyways. Well, which one has looked better, Hamannick or, or Brody? Uh, I would say both of them have not looked great. I was gonna say, man, that was an absolutely terrible giveaway. Like that should not. Be yeah, I would say neither of them have looked fantastic. Like losing the control. Not the not up to my expectations for what what they uh could be, but uh, yeah. So that's something that I might not necessarily uh redo, but uh, would reconsider because I mean you could also use that that first round pick. And then some to possibly get like a top end player, uh, you know, a top end right winger or something like that. But like Furlan's broken out now, so who knows? I don't know. I was, I was just thinking about it. I'm saying though, honestly, even if you would see that like Hamannik win do in the Flames, like he's somebody that you could totally trade off and still get something pretty decent in return. It's and true. Whatever that decent would be would just add to how the Flames are doing right now. I mean, like twelve. It's- and- 12 and 8 in the first 20 games. I mean, that's that's fairly decent. They're it minus 1 in the differentials, which is not too too bad. You're about a you're above a 500 team with about the same number of uh Yeah, they've had some high scoring games recently where they've let in a lot of goals. But man, look at the Blues. That's honestly like yeah. even more than than Tampa Bay itself. Like I find just man, Blues is such an all-around team and they're just so they're they're insane. Like look at that last game. Eight to three versus Edmonton, like that's an 
absolute blowout. Yeah. And lately, we've we've started to like feel as if that's normal for St. Louis. You know what I mean? It's true. Yeah, I, I was honestly, I thought St. Louis was on their downswing, uh, with like players like Bacchus and and those types of guys. I was like, I uh, like Bacchus, though. yeah, but they they let him go and they they revamped their team and they made some sly trades uh, to get yeah to get Braden Shen in there was obviously a big oh, move. Totally uh, Shen, yeah, like that's an absolute killer move, and your your top line being like I said, like dominant in the plus minus, dominant in the points. Like man, this is just a, it's a stellar squad, and yeah. honestly, like I think we're gonna be seeing St. Louis for the next come up years, like totally at the top yeah. of the at the top of the league. With that, uh, that moment there, uh, brought to you by Wayne Newton's can genuine surprise. Uh, uh, official sponsor of the Las Vegas Golden Knights, um, and uh, and sponsor of this little segment where we uh where we talk about what we would do differently and maybe our surprises uh of the season. That is Wayne Newton's canned genuine surprise. Uh, we are gonna take a break oh. here. Oh, what happened? Dude, Overtime. Oh, Kane comes shit, down. Man. Breakaway. Open total net, open, net. open net. Box. All right, this game's going on OT, so we're going to take a break, finish up the game, and uh, we'll be back with uh, a little bit more talk and maybe some fun games as well uh, right here on the Slack line.
Alright, we are back from our break on the Slackline Sports NHL edition with the boss. The boss is coming! That's a made-up dumb f***ing fairy tale name, you f***. Scooby! <laughs> and Lambo the roommate. <laughs> so, since, since, since we went into commercial break, the LA Kings... Or not the LA Kings, Jeepers, but rather the Lightning came out with a win today in overtime against the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, yeah. Pretty dramatic uh, finish there. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was a good finish. Kane fucked it. I'm, I'm sorry. Honestly, like, Kane had a breakaway in OT terrible, there. Terrible penalty, though. Yeah, it's true. We were talking just before the break about the... About the new rules and the penalties and stuff, and so yeah, it was one of those moments where we all looked at each other, and went, eh. but but we discussed how, how look, it's it's kind of yeah. it's black and white, and it was a slashing. The guy, you know, one-handedly, lightly tapped him on the pants with his stick. Uh, but the whole idea is like, look, your your stick shouldn't be used for anything but playing the puck. True. It definitely shouldn't yeah. be used for hitting another player, regardless of how hard. So uh, they're calling it, which honestly I'm 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 okay with because when you can have light taps on the hands become you know broken fingers and stuff like that. Yeah, you've seen it with. You yeah, you saw it last off. year. Basically, <laughs> chopped his finger in half or whatever. Oh. Um, you know, you can't allow that to happen. So you got to be black and white about it. And I and I do think that that type of stuff, the slashing and stuff, has has significantly gone down oh, since yeah. they started calling oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of so. the fun facts, actually, I'd like to bring up that I just saw on uh, the Vegas Golden Knights that are about to st- start the game is that they have eight different players with plus five goals on their team. Insane. That's that's the most decent. in the league. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of times those bu- those yeah those teams that are built on score by committee, uh, they can they can go the distance because they have uh, yeah, it's a, it's a well rounded squad and. Uh, anybody can score any night. Uh, but yeah, we are here on the Slack line, uh, sponsored today by uh, James the Real Deal Neil Wheel Squeal Seal. If you got a squeal in your wheel, why don't you try James the Real Deal Neil Squeal Real Squeal Seal? It will seal the squeal in your wheel. Have you guys ever had a squeal in your wheel? You know, so as you guys may know, I just got a new car here and uh, love keeping care of it. I I did have a squeal in my wheel. Did you do? Uh, did you use James the Real Deal Neo Wheel Squeal Seal? I I just recently used it because since since our new sponsorship actually this is, was a recent problem since yes. our recent sponsorship with James Real Deal Wheel Squeal Seal, we uh we don't have any more squeals in the wheels. It's true. It works almost instantly. Uh, James the Real Deal Neo Wheel Squeal Seal uh seals the squeal in your wheel. Uh, that is uh, James the Real Deal Neil a wheel squeal seal. Uh, thank you very much for uh, for your support. Uh, from there, uh, yeah, we're gonna move into uh, our second hour here on the Slack Line. Scooby and Lambo are going ahead with uh, their their NHL 18 match. Uh, who we got here? Uh, Lambo looks like. Uh, who are you playing as, Lambo? I'm I'm your boy Chicago Blackhawks, or you can call me Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. Uh, that's all you're playing as, and yeah. uh, and Scoob. So that would make Scoob the uh, Minnesota Wild. 
Yeah, going on the power play. Uh, favorite player from the Wild, Scoob? Miko Kuyavu. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> Favorite player from the Hawks? From the Hawks? Uh, ooh, you caught me off guard with this one. Favorite player from the Hawks? Kane. You know, can I can I go with uh, Seabrook? You can go with whoever you want, man. Okay. You can go Seabrook over here. I over I would like hey, to go Seabrook. Hey, hey don't it's judge his your fucking guys player, man. Player. He can he can you have his ha- his favorite player whoever oh, he wants, okay. man. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. need to justify to you, bitch. Oh. It's true. Ooh. Heat heat heat. <laughs> you know, I just uh, <laughs> many people love Taves. I. He's a Seabrook man. Seabrook man. Yeah. He's a Seabrook man. Uh, Boris is here looking for love too. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Oh, how about yeah. you give a couple words in there for us? Woo! Uh, yeah, we were looking at the uh, on the break. We were checking out the the first page of the league leaders in points at the uh, on the good old NHL dot com. There, oh shit, <coughs> moving around the dials here. Yeah, we were uh we were looking at the nhl.com points leaders the top uh, the first page here and noticed something interesting that City Crosby is not on it. Is not there. Not on the first page of the NHL points getters that puts him outside of the the top 50. Uh he is at number 72 with 16 points in 22 games. I mean, it's not it's not a that's terrible pace and I'm sure that's he'll what you need. he'll end up where he is. Consistency. Uh, he is uh, a, a force on both sides of the puck, and as long as the Penguins are winning, he's obviously a part of it, and uh, no complaints there from his team, I'm sure. Plus, he's not making $12.5 million, $13 million, That's true. or something stupid like that. So, uh, <coughs> Pretty nice to have the best player in the world on your team at under $9 million. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. Voluntarily. 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 I wonder yeah. what uh when does that get up? I had uh I had NHL numbers up. Give me one second and I will bring it up again. Dude, is that Morgan Riley on the No, that's Stamkos. No no, but for Wild. Uh I don't think so. Probably different Riley. Uh let's see here. Who was I looking up again? Uh, we were talking about Sidney Crosby there for Sydney a second. Sidney Crosby. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, not even the highest paid player on his team. Uh, Malkin's making 9.5. Crosby's making 8.7, although that's their cap hit. Technically, he is the highest paid player. He's making 10.9 this year and uh, is the highest paid. Looks like, oh, they kind of stagger throughout, but he's got until 2021. Wow, man, they got him on a steal of a deal. One of the times when those long contracts worked out for him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Malkin, too, uh, 9.5 until 2020, yeah, 2022, I should say, not 2021, both of those guys. Kessel, uh, 6.8 yeah, until 2022. They all expire man. in 2022. Nice. They could have a completely different team by then. Yeah. Uh, but that that's what I like about the Penguins. Yeah. They keep a young, good team. Like in the past four seasons, they've been getting these young players up, like Getzel, Hornquist, bring them up, and they keep on recycling a young, good team. True, they but eventually Crosby and Malkin, they won't be the same players. Yeah, very true. But you don't know that. They could be well, another the, Yager, dude, event, hopefully. Yeah, well, yeah, but even Yager's not Yager. Like yeah, he's but a, he's, he's still a, putting up points. Yeah, but he's not what he was putting up. Yeah, he's not no, dragging I, teams to the Stanley Cup. I agree with you, but like 
the thing with Pittsburgh lately, they've been just recycling good young players. Yeah, I agree. And they've just been keeping an, uh, fresh, a fresh roster. They've been just trading people. Like, just lately, got rid of Kunitz. What? Yeah. He was, he was a true. huge part of their... But he was, he was older, part. too, 36. He was. And they got rid of Neil. They didn't have Neil for all the longest of time. But yeah. he, he had... They got rid of him at a really good time, and I think they've been getting rid of a good. Uh, they've been doing like good recycling of players throughout the past couple of years. It's true, and it's that's true. what's been keeping them alive. Yeah, agreed. If you can, if you can have those core, that tight core centers, and somehow rotate, you know, a series of cheap wingers alongside of them that are, uh, uh, what? <laughs> what? That are yeah, a series of young young wingers that you know are like those fresh young faces out of college or something like Gensel, you know those those kind of un unforeseen guys. I mean, part of that is drafting and developing too, right? Like getting those guys that are in the later rounds, um, which I think is something like we go back to Edmonton a little bit is something that I think they've really missed is like. Yo, you've had these chances at these high-end picks. That also means you have chances at the high end of every round. You should be having players come out of like the third, fourth, fifth round. Yeah, you know that fill out your lineup. But yeah, I just and I maybe just hit think like a, a, a you know a great deep pick. You know, like yeah. every player, every team has them. Every team has like a third, fourth round pick that ends up being like a star stud player for their team. Uh, it's not a, it's not exactly an uncommon thing. I wouldn't even call it necessarily any more or less common than having. Uh, well, I won't I won't go that far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just go first round is anyways as superstars. Yeah. Uh, we are looking at the top twenty uh, scores here, and we are gonna ask uh ask our hosts what is the most surprising thing about the top twenty uh, point getters. Um, I'll give you guys a second to look at it while I uh, glance up and down it. Uh, I would say uh, Josh the Bailey. <sighs> Josh Bailey. Yeah. Well, why is that? Why does Josh 15. Bailey surprise you? You'd never see him in the top fifteen in early this season. Well, there's a few guys that are in there that you never really see. So why Josh Bailey specifically? You know. To be completely honest, in the last couple of years, I've never seen his name up there. Well, yeah. Okay. Like check it, check his uh, like his recent afterwards. You'll see like not a huge points getter, but for him to have like twenty three points in twenty games is pretty pretty decent. Like see, look at his career. Here's Mr. Yeah, thirty five, twenty eight. Yeah, it's true. He's almost. Oh no! Wait, fuck. Yeah. Well, fifty six last year, thirty two. Yeah, he's almost like he's getting last there pretty close. Last year was basically his best season. Yeah. I mean, for him to have. Yeah, he's he's maintaining it, I guess. Twenty six points in twenty one <coughs> games. That's like pretty yeah. spectacular in my opinion. So I mean he has True. no business in being in the top twenty, right? Yeah, so good call. Yeah. Josh Bailey. Josh Bailey. Pretty surprised with that. Uh yeah. My thing would probably be Sean Couturier. You know, Philly I don't think they're having a fantastic start to the season and he's not necessarily like he's a not big point there, getter. Yeah. He's, he's kind decent. of a defensive player, or at least he, he was molding into that. I think he was a pretty good point getter in junior. Uh, but I don't think he was ever really projected to be, you know, one of their top point getters necessarily, more of like a Stefan Yell type type of player. But uh, he's two spots above his teammate Giroux, 
And uh, well, which is surprising, right? Yeah. Because normally Giroud would be the one over him. Well, and Jakub Voracek is at twenty six points, and uh, where's Couturier? Twenty two, so not far behind. And Giroud actually has twenty two as well, so they're tied. Uh, yeah. So, oh, I was looking at. I yeah, like Shifley and Wheeler, in the top ten. Yeah, Wheeler. Yeah, Wheeler stood out to me as Wheeler well. Man, honestly, yeah. though, the one that's standing out for me is Shifley. I remember the year this guy yeah. came in, and I actually couldn't believe that they cut him first year in. I thought he was going to make the squad right away. But I honestly, I guess... I impressed by him, to be honest, but until, like, this year, I, I guess. Honestly, check his stats, man. This guy's... Some oh, yeah. I mean, 82 points last season, 61 the year before, 49, 34. So he's on a steady trajectory upwards. So uh, I mean, like, last year, what was it? He's got eight, 82 points in 79 games. That's... That's some decent stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his plus minus? 18? Yeah, he's... he's yeah, yeah, the last year had a great season. He's even been season. in the minus, minus, actually, yeah. when you think about it. So, I mean, you're getting what you're paying for. How much is his contract? Does that say? Uh, No, this doesn't, but I'll bring it up over here. Let's see here. Shifley, 6.75. So, he's making Goudreau money. Oh, his cap hit is 6.125. So, yeah, that's a good deal for sh- for Shifley. Man, and he's getting um, the points. And he's now. going to 2022 as well. See, like, the one that I like to compare this guy to but is not killing it as much is Brian Little. Yeah, he's kind of out of uh, – he's an unsung hero type guy. He's always been like that. Yeah. He was from Atlanta, right? Well, yeah, when yeah. he switch, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember always watching – he's kind of undersized – and uh but like you know kind of un un uh unheralded as a decent decent uh one two centerman i would say you know yeah. kind of playing his whole career in in little markets in in Atlanta and Winnipeg so yeah that was a look at the top 20 oh and that sound means that the top 20 was brought to us by uh Phil's pills pilsners uh, Phil Kessel's brews uh, they're pilsners. They're delicious. They're cold. They're in our fridge. He's stocking it for us. Uh, as he likes to say in the workout room, why have a six pack when you can have a keg of Phil's pills, Phil's pills, uh, delicious pilsners, uh, for the whole family. You guys enjoying the Phil's pills this afternoon or this evening? It's oh, exactly how a beer should taste. Chris smooth and mighty. All right. Chris <laughs> smooth and mighty. All right. Uh, it's true. Uh, thank you a lot to Phil Castle for yeah. providing uh, the Phil's Pills. Phil's Pills. Uh, yeah, Phil's Pills. We're going to move on from the top 20, uh, you know, kind of to uh, to the next page over, uh, which is the league standings. Uh, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, people like to use American Thanksgiving as the kind of barometer for uh for you know the playoff contention if you're out of it by by american thanksgiving it's usually hard to get back into it we have a couple teams that are kind of uh that are right on the cusp of it on the outside looking in uh but we're gonna look at uh at each conference the teams that are currently in playoff spots and give uh give our our estimates on their chances uh at making the playoffs or making uh, the cup. well we're gonna we're gonna do that afterwards. You're right. Yeah. I'm just thinking too fast. That's, yeah, that's the Scooby way, right? Yeah. That's right. why you're the co yeah, co I host. Say, <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's the I co. I have I have the paper in my hand. Just play your fucking video games, okay. Scooby. Okay. 
But be alert because I'm going to call on you first. Uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah, we're gonna go it's through the western the the conferences uh, with the teams currently sitting in the in the playoffs uh, positions and and give our percentage chances of how if we think they're gonna remain in a in a playoff position, not necessarily holding up the same spot, uh, but uh, but their chances of holding their spot in the postseason. Uh, we will go uh, to Scooby with the Western Conference. Scooby, St. Louis, what are your chances of them staying in a playoff spot? 100%. 100% for <laughs> Scooby on the St. Louis Blues. It's uh, no probably a pretty safe it. bet. Uh, okay, uh, Scooby, Winnipeg, your chances of remaining in a playoff spot? Where are they at? Uh, they are sitting 12-5, and five, uh, second place in the Central, right behind St. Louis. I'd say good... 85%. 85%. That's a significant drop from the 104 St. Louis. Nashville sitting 12, 6, and 2. Uh, just barely below uh, Winnipeg for the. Uh, well, yeah, how many points do they have? Yeah, 26 versus 27 points for s- second place in the uh, Central Division. Uh, what do you say about their playoff chances? Uh, I'd say they're about the same. I'd say 85%. 85% for Nashville. Uh okay to the Pacific Division Los Angeles sitting at 1272 at the top of the Pacific Division what are your what are your percentage chances for them I'd say 90% 90% Las Vegas sitting 126 and 1 See them I'd say 75% Oh you think Vegas they're, is going to drop a, Yeah they're a first year you don't know if they've got that core bound for the whole 82 games I mean like they've got a, an amazing start don't get me wrong on that but are they going to keep it up for 82 games? Okay, That's okay. Scooby does not believe in the That's long-term viability of Vegas. Calgary sitting 12-8 and oh, What do you think? 80%. 80%, all right. Uh, and in the wild card positions, Anaheim 12-7 and 3. What do you think of their playoff chances, Scooby? 60-40. Uh, 60-40? Yeah. Uh, Dallas? Uh, eleven nine and one, seventy five percent. They have a higher per- uh, percentage than Anaheim. Phil, yes, Phil. All right, all right. Uh, Lambo. So that's it for the Western Conference teams. They got Vancouver and Chicago just on the outside. Uh, man, San San Jose, Colorado. It's a pretty tight, uh, tight race actually at the bottom of the uh, the Western Conference standings playoff picture right now. But as Lambo cracks his uh, cracks his Phil's pill, uh, we'll go to him for the the Western Conference breakdown. St. Louis sixteen five and one. I'd have to say they have maybe a seventy five percent chance of keeping their their playoff spot. Wow, not a lot of faith in the St. Louis Blues from Lambo. Well, you know what? Uh, well, compared, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, give one. your explanation. Well, you know, people. It, we're only a quarter of the way into the season. It's true. Lock and they change. They have three more parts of the season that they can fuck up on, and that very well just might happen. So You're not wrong. A lot can change. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not wrong. Well, a lot can change. Players get injured. Shit happens. So, Shit happens. Uh, nobody says we have to be right. We just have to I don't be like talking. that much. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg, 12-5-3. and 12 I would have to say they might be sitting around a eighty percent. Eighty percent for Winnipeg, Nashville twelve six and two. 
They might be they might be sitting around. No, you know what? They had they had a really good playoff run last year. They went obviously all the way to the finals, and I think they really want that again. So I would have to say they have like about a ninety percent chance of staying in a playoff spot. Nashville is going to hold their spot. Okay, to the Pacific Division, Los Angeles, twelve seven and two, sitting at the top, just above uh, Las Vegas. Uh, I'd have to go with they're they're sitting just atop Las Vegas. I have to go with maybe maybe about a seventy five percent chance again 75? on that one. Yeah, yeah. just not a lot of faith in it, in Los Angeles holding it down. No, just because they haven't really proven themselves in the in the past couple years. years. Yeah. yeah, they had a really really good sprout as we all know. Yeah, but last year, they shot the but last bag. year yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, okay, seventy five percent for Los Angeles for Lambo. Uh, Las Vegas. Golden Knights, 12-6-1, 25 points, just one point out of first place. Uh, you know, I think – I honestly think they can keep up their energy and hype throughout the rest of the season. So I'm, I'm going to put them up to a 85% chance of keeping a playoff spot. 85%. Vegas going to hold it down. First expansion team probably ever to do that. I don't know, but I'm guessing it's true. Only <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's true. Two games back on the Kings, though. By the way, huh? One game, one point difference. That's true. Games Two back. games back on the Kings. Plus, they're p- playing Ducks tonight. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's lots of lots of season left. Calgary, twelve, eight, and oh, no overtime losses for Calgary on the season. What do you think, Lambo? I think with the uh, with the support of Smith in in the back there and the offensive. Uh, in the offensive play by Johnny Gaudreau, I'd have to say that they would have probably about a 80-75% chance of, of making it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. They lost tonight to Blue Jackets. In yeah, they lost they tonight did. in OT they with did. a really bad turnover. One, yeah, one nothing in OT. Not a high-scoring game there. Thank all right, to the wild card. Anaheim, 10-7-3. and three. Uh, Lambo. 10-7-3, I would have to say they might have about a 50% chance Yeah, making it in. Yeah, I don't really have high hopes for the Ducks, for the ducks very much, yeah. and they shouldn't have high hopes for themselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dallas, 11-9-1. Uh, you know, that's probably another 50-40% team, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Dallas can keep it up especially in the winning col- column as much as they'll need for the rest of the season. So yeah, 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 I look at Anaheim and Dallas and I look at a couple of teams below them, Chicago, San Jose, See, even Minnesota is getting down and San there, Jose but like teams are, are I teams think those teams are going to turn it on and yeah, and, and I don't take out it on yet. both of Anaheim, Dallas. Maybe I'm thinking personally I think Winnipeg might fall out just cuz I think Winnipeg sucks. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. Uh, okay, let's move to the Eastern Conference. We'll throw it back to Scooby. Uh, right at the top, the Metropolitan Division, 12-5-3, the New Jersey Devils. What are their percent- percentage chances of uh, staying in the playoffs? I'd say 75%. Oh, yeah, you're not, not too, not too I mean, confident? I don't know if it's, like I said, I don't know if it's going to keep up all year. Yeah. It's, it's, a go- it's a great start, actually, I'd have to say. But is it gonna is it gonna keep up? I mean, the last couple of years they haven't even showed that they can make it regularly it's into true. the playoffs. So I mean, they're looking good so far. Yep. A nice acquisition, like I said, Joe Anson. So 
Yep. Seventy five percent. I'll give. Okay. Him. Columbus thirteen seven and one. Tied with points with New 80, Jersey. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Yeah, Columbus having a good season, another strong season. Some good players. Yeah, some good players. Uh, getting Panarin in the summer was a big move. Uh, eleven eight and three for Pittsburgh. What are their percentage chances? Ninety. Ninety percent. Uh, sitting at the bottom of their division in the terms of the playoff picture, but uh, thinking they're ninety percent. They got not a great goal differential, but hopefully they'll be uh, sweeping that up. In the Atlantic, Tampa Bay, 15-3-2. What do you think, Scoob? Tampa Bay, I'd go 80%. 80%. I mean, with how they did last year, I mean, you never know. Like I yeah. said, 20 games in, you might flop, but great start. Toronto sits right below them, four Se- points down, 14-8-0. and zero. 75%. 75. Detroit right below them, 10-8-3. 50-50. 50-50, yeah, not, not, not confident in Detroit. Not at all confident with Detroit. What, what makes you de- unconfident in Detroit? Look at how they've done in the past couple of years. There's yeah. nothing that convinces me that they're going to stay there. Fair they, enough. They actually haven't made it into the playoffs in the last couple of years. Yeah, they're, they're I, mean, kinda, I thought they were on the downward trend as well. Yeah. I mean, do they actually have anyone they can rely on on the team apart from Zetterberg? They have Larkin. Yeah, Larkin has been good. Nyquist. Yeah. Tartar is good. Tatar. Uh, into the wild card, New York Islanders, 11-7-2. and two. You think th- can 50, they can 50. hold it? 50-50. Washington sits at the bottom, 11-10-1. You think they can hold that spot? Honestly, for this year, I'm going to say 60-40. Yeah? I'm not convinced with what's going on so far. Okay, okay, all. okay. Lambo. What's up? We throw it to you. Oh, okay. The Eastern Conference Metropolitan Division. All right. Leader, New Jersey, 12-5-3. and three. Sure. What are the percentage chances of making the playoffs? Yeah. Uh, 92% chance. I like it getting into the specifics. Yeah, no, because they're not, they're definitely not 100% because nothing's 100%. That's true. Yeah, 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 funky, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, they have great, uh, again, they have great support in the back. We were talking about this earlier today yeah, Schneider. Uh, with Corey, or not Corey Crawford, yeah. but Schneider. Yeah, Corey but, Schneider. Uh, yeah, I mean, with his support in the back, and honestly, I think Taylor Hall has kind of taken over the role as a bit of a leader fairly accustomedly. Yeah. And so I think they've they've actually built themselves a pretty pretty good team pretty quickly, actually. So I think they will they have a good shot this year. Yeah, happy to see Taylor Hall get out of Edmonton and do yeah. some good. Uh, Columbus, 13-7-1. What do you think about that? Uh, You know, I think this is going to be... This is probably going to be about a 70% chance team. Uh, just because, I mean, they are kind of just getting their, I mean, for my time being a spectator of the Columbus Blue Jackets, they haven't really been good for a very long time. And they're just kind of coming in their legs of being a playoff potential t- team. So I think maybe about 70%. Okay. Pittsburgh pulling up the rear. Uh, well, not the rear, but the rear in the – in the Metropolitan Division playoff picture. 11-8-3. 90%. 90%. I confident say, in yeah. his boys. Yeah, just because the, the first year that they they won the Cup in the in the past two winnings. So, what would that be? 11? The one thing I have to say, Anyways, though, is um, look at the differential in goals. I would have never yeah. thought that for Pittsburgh yeah. that you'd have that those types of stats. Yeah, they got to pick that up for sure. 
But yeah, I, I know. I they, really don't understand that. They don't really have any tight one nothing games, two one games. It's either you're winning or you're getting blown out. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh, well, I mean, they they've had some long seasons, so we'll see if if they don't succumb to some wear and tear here as this as the season progresses. Uh, Tampa Bay, fifteen three and two. They yeah, they're they're ninety percent with me probably. Yeah. Just staying up there for sure for the rest of the season. Pretty for real, you think? Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, Toronto, 14, 8, and 0. What do you think? Uh, you know, it's probably going to be a 60% team with me just because they are a bunch of younger guys. Yeah, they yeah. got the addition of Marlowe, but, I mean, they're still coming into it, so I, I would have to say 60%. Yeah, uh, I'm an Austin Matthews fan, yeah, but it is too. a it is a young squad, so, uh, uh, yeah, sometimes those things, they, they can start out really, really on fire and then, then fall apart pretty quickly as, yeah, as you know, the, the older guys around the league start to pick up their shit. Uh, Detroit, 18, or sorry, 10, 8, and 3. Uh, fifty percent probably. Yeah, not yeah. confident in Detroit either. Yeah, again, just not com- too confident in them, and I mean, they haven't really shown me too too much that's been impressive in the last couple of years. But I mean, it's all it's all subject to turn around maybe at one point, but not too confident in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of agree with that. Uh, New York Islanders, eleven, seven, and two. Uh, probably another 55%. I'm just not too confident in their team to keep up a winning record for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, not confident in the Islanders, even with uh, Tavares leading the way. I mean, Tavares has led the way before. He's when when they first got a hold of to Tavares, he led the way, and he he's led the way in many other seasons, and yet they've they've come up short every true, year. True, true. So, okay, uh, and f- last but not least, uh, Washington eleven ten and one. Washington is going all the way to the playoffs to play Pittsburgh, where Pittsburgh is going to beat them again in the (laughs) second round of the playoffs. It's going to happen, everybody. And then Pittsburgh is going to go on a third round and lose out for sure. But it's happening. So I would be (laughs) – it's happening. Pittsburgh, Capitals, playoffs this year. (laughs) Capitals are still going to lose, though. Yeah. Yeah, I look at the Eastern Conference picture and honestly like some not a lot of the teams that are out of it I have a lot of confidence in pulling into it. Boston kind of surprises me that they're out of it. I'm really surprised with Boston honestly. Um tough team and like I think that Detroit like you guys will probably fall out of it. Who do you think we could add though? Probably Boston. I'd say Ottawa. Ottawa maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Ottawa yeah, I I don't give Ottawa a lot of respect shame, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. See shame. how this edition does. Yeah, I'll see how that goes. Uh, haven't, been I haven't I haven't been watching yeah. them too much. Um, yeah, so well, that they lost tonight versus Caps. So I mean, did they? Not too good, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that uh, that is the the our playoff predictions, our percentage chances for uh, who's currently sitting in their spot, and uh, and who uh, who we think will be uh, will be staying in their uh, in their respective places going forward. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. What is that from? Billy Madison. Right. Right. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Sounds like Bill Murray. No, it's uh, I don't know who the actor is, but he, uh, he's kind of a recognizable guy. Good for him. All right, uh, we will come into uh, we will come we will come into our final uh, segment of the Slackline Sports Edition. Um, I already did all of my sponsorships. Oh, this one, this one, the high five is sponsored by our good friends at Eden Dispensaries. Um, they don't know I'm doing this, but I smoke weed from their store all the time and it is great. And the staff is very friendly and I want to give them a shout out, um, because I want them to sponsor a segment going forward on the show. And, uh, so yeah, sweet. We are moving to the High Five, sponsored by Eden Dispensaries. Uh, the High Five will be where everybody has to take a nice big hoot from the bong. As they inhale, I will ask them a question to list five somethings, and they will have to come up with five of those items. Of those somethings. Of those somethings <laughs> before uh, exhaling. Uh, who wants to go first? Should we flip a coin or something? Let's flip a coin. There's or a coin right there. Volunteers. No, let's flip a coin. <laughs> Matt, heads or tails? Oh, I gotta go first. Tails. Heads. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want tails. <laughs> <laughs> so you got tails, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Heads, it is. Oh, player pass, Scoob. Yeah, player play pass. It. Play. He's gonna play it. Gonna play. I will load up the. Uh, I'll load up Darth Vader. No, you take okay. a bong hit. There's no, no fucking... One-nothing ducks on Vegas in the first period with six minutes left. It's true. All right. Uh, yeah, this segment, the high five, brought to us by Eden Dispensaries. What are we smoking this week? Uh, Jamaican by Eden Farms to Sativa. Uh, that's what we got in the bong in Darth Vader's head there. Scooby is going to say, so how's this working? You're gonna ask the question. You're gonna start no, you're gonna start hooting. And while you when you go I'm gonna ask the question. Copy that. Alright. Alright, so Alright, go ahead. Okay. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Brutal. (laughs) Brutal. Scooby fails. Scoob, what was that? You'll you'll get a chance again. We'll give you a break. We'll go. I thought you were conditioned. I guess I'll go first. Since I was the next person, or yes. may, we'll do another coin flip. Here, no, I'll, I'll, oh. I'll ask you a question. Okay, sure. you can choose on that list, or you can make one up yourself. All right. Don't make a Sponsored by Eden. Shout out! You guys got great shit. What are your top five favorite NHL uniforms? Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh oh my god. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning. Really? Uh, Are you sure? <laughs> Nashville Predators. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, LA Kings. Really? Uh, you got some dope stuff. Uh, Vegas. Yeah, you're not going to go. Philadelphia Flyers. Did you say the last one just because your dad used to play for them? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Actually, I really like Florida's new new unis. Florida's yeah, new yeah, unis are yeah, sick. You mentioned them as your second favorite. Oh, they're, man, that's yeah. uh, it's hard to think off <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, it's a good question. I can, yeah. All right. It's a delicious question. All right. You're up. Whenever you're ready, you let me know. Top five spots on the net to score. Low blocker side, five old, high blocker side. C bar south. (laughs) (laughs) And anywhere that has to do with some sort of dank. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, it's science. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was dope. We can do a few of these. I'm surprised you didn't say five hole. He I did. did. It was like the second, second or third one. Yeah. Yeah. It was I'm lower blocker yeah. side, five hole, higher blocker side, C bar south. Right. Any other dangle? Pack, pack another bowl there for mm-hmm. Scoo. Yeah, this time I'm <laughs> not going to take the fucking whole thing. Yeah, well, you can pack it as big or as small as you want. Say, like, there's still some in there if I took a little bit. Yeah, fucking pussy. What the fuck you mean? You see how big the hit was? <laughs> that hit was huge. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was surprised. I was watching. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I took the whole fucking hit. I was, like, trying to keep it in. I'm like, no way. <coughs> I just fucking spat it out. Okay. Five different shot types. Slap shot, wrist shot. Slap shot, wrist shot, snapshot. Backhand. Backhand clapper. Backhand clapper. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, I was on I honestly thought about that too when you asked that question. And I was stumped after slap shot, wrist shot, snapshot. Where do you go? Backhand. Chip (laughs) shot. That doesn't count. But but the, but then I was I was thinking maybe like deflection, pa- like deflection would like dad suk flick shot. <coughs> sure. Uh, but and then maybe the Forsberg one handed yeah. shot yeah, or the I Kucherov guess. snipes. Any. Uh, I think that's just a wrist. Yeah, that's just a shot. Uh, yeah. But uh, nice yeah, shot. if you want it to be that specific, sure. <laughs> It'll be like the the oh, uh, the Stamkos Stamkos <laughs> off the goal line. Yeah, Stamkos off the goal line. Yeah. Ovi's office. Ovi's uh, office, top of the circle. Crosby bottom right at the corner of yeah. the nets for some reason. The lacrosse shot. Alright. Uh anybody I, I kinda wanna go again. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Okay. You can choose from the list or you can make up your own. So if you if you're thinking try and think I of think some I as we go around. Question. 
top five players at the end of the year? Who are your top five? Goudreau, Stamkos, Kucherov. Panarin. <laughs> Let me Google Tarasenko. Oh, oh Tarasenko, oh, not bad. That's a good way to finish it. In no particular order. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Some nice picks while Matt's dying over here. Dead. Those are oh. some solid five picks, so I'd have to say. Yeah, and you killed it by finishing pretty, it off with some Tarasenko. Yeah, that's a good that's good. I was loss. looking at the teams, and I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, though, like, that I even think to myself that I don't think Crosby's going to be in the top five for points this year. Yeah, but that's he won't a be. big deal, man. No, no, it's not. No. That's n- no. that's not the point of it, but it's like every year he's there. Yeah, and but like that, that's just like. We've come uh, to, it's like, you know, it's not a bad thing, though. It's not. But it's it's funny that it's not surprising is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> right, trying to okay. say. Right, okay. Like, because, you know, like, any other player, like, let's say McDavid would have an off here. You'd hear about them, like, oh, like, this guy's not going to be top five in points. Like, what's going on with Edmonton and stuff? But, like, let's say a guy like Crosby's not in the top five. They're just going to let that slide because. They know just, he's doing his because, job. Just <laughs> because. And because they're going to the to the playoffs and stuff. And, like, as for McDavid, like. Well, his job isn't to get the most points. His it's job to is to, to the be gun. the yeah. best player. <laughs> like, that's that's not who has the most points. And I think it's taken some people a long time to figure out that there's a big difference right. between those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, points are fun. Points are awesome. But, I mean, it's you have to keep yeah. things out of your net, too. And there's a lot of things that come about the game. I think the most important thing is to realize that shifts um, compound upon each other. And so you have to, like, that's that's what building momentum is, right? Like, if the third line has a good shift that has, like, one hit on it and it gets everybody going, yeah, and the other line goes out and there's, like, a big block or, like, you know, somebody gets a nice shot on that makes everyone go, ooh, and it's just, like, these little things end up building up to, you know, pressure that adds to, that ends up in a goal. And that is everybody's goal. It's the whole team's goal because things happened like three or four shifts ago that contributed to this being a goal. So it's nice that people like there's obviously talented people that end up putting those goals in, but, but they only get put in those positions. Those situations, yeah. Uh, because of, because of, yeah, because people being successful around them. And there are people that can create it for themselves People like Crosby and people like McDavid and stuff like that. <coughs> but they can choose to do that or they can choose to uh, become part of a team dynamic and and make that better. And which and make the I mean you, which year. which I think like Crosby could fucking be a puck hog and like shoot as much as possible, cherry pick, all that type of stuff. And walk away with probably 120, 150 point type seasons. Yeah. But that's not his goal. Like, he doesn't need an Art Ross every year. That's 
He doesn't give a fuck. But I he mean, wants at to the win same champions. time, too, like, he's the type of player, like we've said before, he's an all-rounded player, and he makes everybody on the ice better. So I think before... I honestly think before himself, he'll put any teammate before him, which is what makes him the type of player he is. And if anybody's getting points, it's not only going to be him, because... I honestly think that'd be impossible. You know, I think everybody else he plays with is just so well-rounded as well. So if you just put that into the the question that you have Crosby in there, like you said, doing the work every shift and just getting those good shifts in, it definitely helps for the other people that are getting onto the ice. Like a guy like yeah. Phil, Phil Kessel that wasn't doing much in Toronto, you know, yeah. comes into to uh, to Pittsburgh and he's just he's absolutely killing it. Well, I think that. <coughs> The biggest thing about somebody like Crosby is he gives he gives the rest of the team no excuse. You know, like we were talking on the break about uh about people not having the right attitude, you know, and kind of really would you want these types of players on your team regardless of their talent level? Like talent talent is not going to win you championships by itself. So even if you're the most talented player in the world, if you're a dickhead, like you are a detriment to your team. Ultimately, you might score a fuckload of points and hey, you might. I don't even want to say like because like dickheads have won championships before, but people who are dickheads to their teammates are different than people who are like dickheads to opponents and just dicks overall. Like give you the best example to what you're saying, too. Like great players, but shitty attitudes. This the the Castitan brothers. Yeah, they were both in the show, but look yeah. at their attitudes. Look at where that got them. They're yeah. both not playing in the NHL anymore. Yeah. Well, Radulov is somebody that I would have put up in that conversation. I was going to bring him up earlier. I saw him on like thirtieth in scoring or something like that. He's always a guy that interested me and kind of a guy that I said that I would you know, want to stay away from for that same sort of reason. But, uh, yeah, good to see him come in and, and have some decent success. Um, anybody else want another top five? Sure. Yeah, Lambo? Five non-hockey sports. Just name five of them or name top five? Top five. Darts, poker, curling, field hockey. Cricket? (laughs) (laughs) I knew cricket was going to come in there. When I was asking the question, I was like, I wonder if he's going to get to cricket. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I I came up with some unconventional ones. Hey, man. I would argue that darts and uh, what was the second one? Poker. That those are games and not sports. Hey, no, nope. there I, I, I are draw a line s- on there's sponsorships like that. and there are parties. I'm not about saying it. that they're not interesting things to watch. Are but you? Are you? Are, are, are you going to tell me chess is not a sport? Yes, I will also the tell you audacity. golf is not a sport. Golf? I would say golf is a game. <laughs> no, dude, if you can be, and I would say borderline baseball. If you can be, ba- yeah, if baseball you can is be just playing yeah, catch. Yeah, yeah. If you can be it's fat, the most bullshit sport. If in the you world. can be like, <laughs> if you can be out of shape and play this game, then baseball. it's a game. 
It's not a sport. Hey, man, out of shape people can do just as much as in shape people can do. Not ath- not like well, it's like in hockey. You're supposed to be if you're yeah, supposed Phil to Kessel. be a, Phil Kessel. Explain Phil Kessel. He's not that. Fa- he's not even fat. Yeah, he he's, doesn't ride a bike. He's not obviously. though. His fat. His head. <laughs> his head is fat, and by the time he's like forty, he's gonna be fat. But right now he's not fat. He's just got like a chubby face. And but like you see him with a shirt body, off, and he's just like he's just like a little flabby. But he's not like like CC Sabathia, like no. pitcher fat. <laughs> Roger Clemens fat. Like if you can be that fat, <laughs> that's not an athlete, man. You cannot call yourself a high level athlete. <laughs> what about pool? What about pool? Billiards? Are yeah, you it's you a game. What? <laughs> Listen, I'm not. I'm not discounting that's a bad thing. I love those things. I love golf. I love pool. I love poker. I suck at darts, but yeah, it's fun. Then you'd have to argue that some of the best baseball players have been fat. There have been. I'm some not really saying that they're not baseball no, players that are fat. That's not. Yeah. That's not my argument. No. My argument is that if 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 if, yeah. if the if some of the best baseball players can be fat. Then it's then it's not an athletic game. Yeah, totally. It's a it's a it's not an it's, it's not a sport. It's a game. It's a it's a sport of skill. Yeah, that's all I see it as. It's a fu- it's a fun game. It's a fun game. Hockey's a awesome sport. It is a great sport. It's it a is. great sport. Skeleton is a super cool sport. Skeleton man, I know uh, one of the kids I coach. His sister does luge. That's sick, man. Dude, those people I, are like intense. fucking eighty-five miles an hour <laughs> yeah, going down the ice. Like, that is fucking insane. Yeah, it's insane. You're riding a coffin down. <laughs> it's down just like a wood plank and yes. blades. It's terrifying. <laughs> Who came up with that? <laughs> yeah. Who came up with luge? Like, see this like twisty, terrifying track of ice. I'm gonna ride this rickety wood. And metal sled down it. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, I'm going to lay <laughs> on this board. <laughs> and you know that mul- when they first started doing that, multiple people died doing it. Definitely. And people just didn't care. Like, I, <laughs> I'm going to do Like, no, don't do it. Uh, Franz died doing <laughs> yeah. it. And, and I'll be like, Hans doesn't care about Franz. <laughs> Hans is going to run the luge. He's still going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) And he runs it and dies. (laughs) Yeah, man. Some crazy fucking sports out there. Yeah, luge is fucked. That and like that long jump skiing where people just like go straight (laughs) down that hill and just fly. fly like 100 (laughs) feet into the air. I'm like, what? Like... (laughs) No that shot or ever in my life would I try something like that. Is it freestyle skiing that they call it or something when they like go flying down and they hit this huge ass ramp and they just like spin? You yeah. know, when they like the uh, air the aerial skiing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. Man, I like the Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics and shit are like that. so much cooler yeah. than Summer Olympics. I agreed. And those are coming up. Yeah. Those are coming up but they're here gonna in February. Suck. Yeah. The f- oh man, I hate that the NHL, the NHL is not going Olympics. to the Olympics. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I really end. hate it. Man, uh, I I'm, I can't think of his name though. But on the Golden Knights, there he he left their first line. Center. Oh yeah, Shipachov. Yeah, but uh, I don't blame him. 
but there's also a, a big thing happening where the KHL might not send their players either. Like the Olympics are just gonna fucking suck. That's yeah, so they will. Man. Honestly, the people I feel the worst for are people of South Korea, who could be exposed to a really beautiful, awesome sport, but they're not gonna. And they're not gonna be able to see yeah. the it at its at its peak form. I know a guy from South Korea. And uh, I probably mentioned this on the last uh, podcast, but um, yeah, he was a roommate of ours, and he he stayed with us. And they have baseball a baseball league over there in South Korea with yeah, like, <laughs> like really popular, super popular. But it's because Americans brought it there during like the Korean War and stuff. Like baseball is not innate to Korea. No. Uh. So, you know, there's precedent for stuff like that for them adopting things that they find exciting. And like hockey is a super exciting game, especially now. Like, you show like. I have a lot of stories of people, especially in this city, because a lot of people are international, coming from other places that have, like, never seen hockey games before and sit down and watch it and, like, love it because it moves faster than any other sport. Yeah. Like, it really, it just does. It's just a fact. Uh, and, it's yeah, it's an interesting thing to watch, and, and I, I kind of wish that the South Koreans were going to get, you know, top-tier Olympic hockey, and I wish that we were all getting top tier Olympic hockey because yeah. it's awesome to watch, man. I ah, fuck. I remember the last Olympics. I was in university. Uh, oh no, fuck. 2010. No, the last Olympics I was in. Yeah, it was at work. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Or 2014 yeah. was the last Winter Olympics. Yeah, I was I was working oh, uh, in an in our office, and uh, dude, people didn't work, man. Like if the games were on. Everybody's TVs were on the games and people were just watching the games. Yeah. And <laughs> the Olympics before that, I was in university and same thing. Like we'd be in class and the teachers, instead of having like their notes on the on the overhead projector, would have like the, the CBC game. playing the game while they lectured. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the high five. Uh, and we'll try a couple fun things like this, and we'll see what works. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. It's illegal in nine countries. 60% of the time, it works every time. Loud noises! Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Matt, that's a great movie. It is a great movie. The big I would love to watch that tonight. All right. Uh, I think that's it for the Slackline NHL <laughs> Sports <laughs> Edition uh, with yeah, the boss. The boss is coming! That's a made-up dumb f***ing fairy tale name, you f***ing... Scooby sitting in. <laughs> and Lambo the roommate. Yeah, we're gonna have to... We're gonna have to figure that one... Gonna have to figure that one out. <laughs> God Stop it! <laughs> You know what? I might not change it. <laughs> I was planning on changing it, but that's way more fun. Uh, anyways, that's it for the Slackline Sports NHL Edition. Good night. Thanks for listening.
back with the bass Pajamas live in effect and I don't waste time On the mic with a dope rhyme Jump to the rhythm, jump, jump to the rhythm, jump And I'm here to combine beats and lyrics To make you shake your pants, take a chance Come on and dance, guys, grab a girl Don't wait, make a twirl It's your world and I'm just a squirrel Trying to get a nut to move your butt To the dance floor, so yo, what's up? Hands in the air, come on, say yeah Everybody over here, everybody over there The crowd is live and I will fool this fool Party people in the house, move Let me see your move. 